0: Good morning, everyone. It is so good to see you this beautiful Monday morning. And thank you so much for joining us for Daily Devotions, the Redeeming Life Fellowship. And today I've got my coffee and I'm ready to uh, continue to lead us through uh, this journey through the Gospel of Luke. And today we're going to be in Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 35. Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 35. And what we'll find here, uh, this is uh, Luke's account of the resurrection. And there's a lot of uh, familiar material that you'll find as far as uh, angels appearing to women um, and uh, proclaiming to them this good news that Jesus has actually risen from the dead. Uh, something that, uh, despite all the things that Jesus had been saying before, is never something that really registered. Like in their heads, so that after Jesus died, they assume that this is you know that the whole thing's done, but no, Jesus has actually risen. He's he's he was dead, he was buried, um, and now is alive again. And uh, this is something that uh, has totally uh, rocked their world. Indeed, rocked the world uh, by way of of God revealing Himself through Jesus Christ. And, uh, but you'll also find uh, something that's unique to uh, to Luke's account, which is uh, this uh, road to Emmaus, as it's oftentimes called, where two of the the company of the disciples, whether that's referring to the twelve or even a larger group of disciples, it's not entirely certain, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, that that they, uh, while they're traveling from one place to another, uh, have this encounter with Jesus, but they don't recognize him as Jesus until long after the fact If they've spent some time with him and realize, oh, wow. Uh, we're in their words, we're in our hearts burning within us as, uh, we were walking with this man. He was opening the scripture to us. And, uh, I find a few things that are actually very interesting about this passage. Um, one of them being, and let's, let's, uh, jump back just for a moment. Remember in Luke Luke chapter 1 verses one through four, when Luke is writing to this person, most excellent Theophilus, where he says that he's uh, knows that many have uh, taken uh, to the task of writing orderly accounts about Jesus, he's familiar already with lots of different stories about Jesus and he says, Um, So I've taken it upon me to be able to write an orderly account to you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things that you've been taught. Where for all the manifold purposes of of writing such uh, what is, in fact, the longest book in the New Testament, the Gospel of Luke, that at least chief among his purposes for writing is, is that, for so that as Theophilus is reading this, that he'll know the certainty of the things it is that he's been taught. And with that in mind, it's important to recognize, I mean, it's 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 easy for some of us as Christians, if we've been raised Christians, to take the resurrection of Jesus as something that is just self-evident. And how what Luke wants us to see and wants us to grasp is not something that is easy to believe in the same way that if anybody who I ever knew personally died and was buried for three days, and if I was told that they rose from the dead, I would have extreme doubts that that person was telling me the truth. And Luke uh, is 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 writing this orderly account because he recognizes that that like the same people that he's writing about in this narrative, that believing in the in the resurrection of Jesus can sometimes be something that's very difficult, but Luke is sharing this story with us uh not just simply because uh he finds it you know interesting or fun or exciting, but that the matter of what it is that God has done in history is something that is of eternal relevance to your life and to mine, and that as we're reading this, that we can understand it as a matter of certainty that this that this thing that we call following Jesus is something that's um that's a matter of of it's 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 more than just uh, new morals and nice living. This is about a God who's come to save us and rescue us. And uh we have eyewitness testimony that uh bring us into connection of what it is that 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 God Himself has actually done. And that it's our choice as to whether or not to respond to it. And here's also one of the key points. And then we're going to jump into the text. Is to remember how, within these two, uh, let's call them just parallel accounts, uh, one of them with the the disciples, or excuse me, the disciples, the female disciples. Remember that uh, are going to the tomb, and they have this angelic experience, uh, this visitation, and. They find that the stone is rolled away, so that they can come and see that uh, he he's he's not dead. Jesus isn't dead, but he's he's alive. And then they uh, come back, and then they they uh, report this to the disciples. The disciples don't believe him, but then Peter goes and finds these things to be uh, to be as it was that 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 uh, that these women had told them what happened. And then right next to that account is one of the visitation of the risen, living Jesus to these disciples. And um, what, let's, I want you to think about this, this matter. That when we're thinking about the, the resurrection of Jesus, how there's, there's two complementary aspects, necessary aspects, to grasping the resurrection in the way that the disciples did. One of them is to go and search out. Uh, in the same way that when uh, the disciples were greeted with this news that Jesus had risen from the dead, Peter took the initiative of being able to go and find out if this thing was true and making sure that this wasn't just uh, hysterical women uh, who are, you know, running from somebody in, in, in you know, uh, in terror and uh, you know uh, uh, emotional bereavement that has a way of you know warping your sensibilities. Uh, that uh, he wants to go and find out if whether or not the things that he was told were actually true. And that's a reminder for us is that even when we are told lots of wonderful things, we need to do thing to to be like Peter to be like the writer Luke, is to go and find out if these things are actually true. God doesn't want you or me to be uh, a company of gullible Christians who just believe anything that's ever been told us. Um, we're at Redeeming Life Fellowship. We believe um, that we're uh, about the truth of God's word and indeed uh, hold fast to the belief that God doesn't want us to believe something that isn't true. But if it is true, we hold fast to it. So it's important for us that when we hear the good news about this sort of thing, that we don't just hear it because we, we like to hear it or because it makes us feel happy or makes us feel whole. We want to believe it because it happens to be a matter of truth. And, uh, and we, in order to do so, we have to be able to go and search it out and to investigate the matter to see if what it is that we're believing is actually true. And then the other side to this is that um, while on the one hand we need to be able to go and be able to search out and find out whether or not these things are true, we also have to be like these other disciples who are open to being to the revelation of God through the resurrection, uh, where what we can see, even as these Uh, disciples who are walking beside Jesus in the flesh, risen uh, from the dead, cannot recognize him for for who it is that he actually is. And the how and the why that they can't seem to grasp or look at this person and say, I think this person is Jesus. I know you were crucified and buried and have been dead for a few days, but I'm pretty sure that you're Jesus. But in order, it's so, so that... By learning from them, it's important that we also recognize that grasping the truth of the resurrection isn't just simply about um, us going to be able to figure things out. We have to be open to allow God to reveal himself through this. Uh, where there's no, there are some people, indeed all of us, that uh, there's no matter of uh, or excuse me, uh, amount of information, facts, evidence, um indisputable proof that can be laid out on a table and force us to have to believe something to be true. We have to be open to allowing god to um to reveal himself through the things that he's done uh, so uh, and that's the work of the Holy Spirit uh, and so Even as we're reading this, um, I believe that Luke wants us to be able to recognize that this matter of allowing the truth of, of the resurrection to be affecting us is a matter of going and figuring out, but also having an open heart that is willing for God to reveal himself through the things that he's done through Jesus Christ. So with that in mind, let's read Luke 24 verses 1 through 35. It says, "'The women bowed down with their faces to the ground. "'But the men said to them, "'Why do you look for the living among the dead? "'He is not here. He has risen. "'Remember how he told you, "'while he was still with you in Galilee, "'the Son of Man must be delivered "'into the hands of sinful men, "'be crucified, and on the third day be raised again.' "'Then they remembered his words. "'When they came back from the tomb,' named Clopas, asked him, Are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? He asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word indeed before God and all the people. The chief priests and rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a, vis- a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. He said to them, How foolish you are and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken did not the christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory and beginning with moses and all the prophets he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself as they approached the village to which they were going jesus acted as if he were going farther but they urged him strongly stay with us for it is nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. Remember Luke's one about table fellowship. Table fellowship is is kind of his thing. Uh, and here's the moment of the big reveal of what's happening. Verse 30, when he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. So isn't it wonderful how that moment of revelation that comes, comes in a matter of, of intimate fellowship and breaking bread with his disciples that they had been doing so for so many years and that it would be that moment when they recognized that this, this same Jesus, who, who gave himself and continues to give himself even after um, he's uh, risen from the dead, uh, still invites his disciples to have fellowship with him. And that in that fellowship, um, we can see the God who has revealed himself through the resurrection. Uh, it is uh, Jesus. Jesus is Lord. Jesus the Christ and the victory of the kingdom of God here on earth. Uh, and Luke has, has offered this to us so that we can know, like the Theophilus did, the certainty of the things that, that it is that we were taught. We find that out not only by going and searching things out, but being open to the work of, the, of God and, and the Holy Spirit upon our hearts so that we can believe and live as the people of God. So, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, and uh, you can also click on links to uh, support us financially. You can find our podcast versions of this uh, this daily devotions. And uh, above all, I'm looking forward to the time that we're able to get together and to uh, to learn and to worship and live um, as we. Um, continue to serve and seek the Lord together and um, open our hearts to the sort of things that he wants to do in our midst here in Whitley County and Columbia City. So God bless you. Take care. And I will see you next time.